Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. Few things make podcasters happier than a slew of emails from deeply engaged listeners filled with praise for their latest episode. Good work if you can get it, but should you expect and encourage it? Hello and welcome to another podcast pontifications with me, Evo Terra. If there's a universal want amongst podcasters, it's this. We want more engagement from our listeners. Trouble is, the feeling isn't mutual from the standpoint of our listeners. When you think about it, most listeners aren't able to engage with most of the content they consume. You got a beef with how Apple reimagined Asimov's foundation? Uh, Who are you going to (laughs) call? You want to tell the showrunner of Glow Up, Britain's next makeup star, how much you enjoyed and appreciated that last episode and have some suggestions for the next? You can't. (laughs) There's literally no way for you to do that. Those shows wrapped production months, if not years ago. You cannot engage with those creators. At least you cannot engage with those creators while they are while you are actively engaging with their content, I should say. And that's a reality for every other piece of content you consume that is produced ahead of time. Every book, every movie, every album, every class or course you take, every blog post you read, every meal at every restaurant. Yeah, you can comment on all of those. And your comments might actually make it back to the creator of those items. But at no time are you able to engage with those creators during the creative process. So why are so many companies trying to make it easier and perhaps better for people to engage with podcasts? Is that something podcasters want? Or is it something we've been told that we want? And arguably more importantly than any of that, is it something that our listeners want? I think that at least some of the perceived benefit or the perceived need, I should say, on both sides of the equation stems from the podcasting versus radio fight that we made up two decades ago. And by we, I mean, yes, I had some culpability in that as well. We pitted ourselves against radio hosts, from disc jockeys to sports commentators to politics and even interview shows. They, on the radio side, were all limited by the power of their radio transmitter or the size of their syndication network. But we, podcasters, could reach anyone in the world, anyone around the planet, as long as they had an internet connection. But the one thing they could do that we could not 
take live callers. Now, back then, I and uh, quite a few others had a foot in both of those worlds. I was hosting a weekly live radio show as well as producing a few weekly podcasts. Look, I know firsthand the joy of seeing a fully lit phone bank in the radio station. And I also know the despair of seeing an empty email box when I've specifically asked for comments. So yeah, the struggle's wheel. So should we podcasters give up on the idea of getting more engagement? Well, no, not necessarily. But it does lead me to two thoughts. But first... This episode is brought to you by Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout helps you launch a successful podcast with powerful tools, in-depth podcasting guides, and remarkable support. Learn why Buzzsprout is trusted by over 100,000 podcasters at buzzsprout.com. Hey, it's Evo. Thanks so much for listening to Podcast Pontifications. Whether you're brand new to the show and to me, or if you've been listening since the very beginning so many years ago. If you like what you're hearing, please share it with another podcaster you know. My mission with Podcast Pontifications is to make podcasting better by inspiring serious podcasters like you. So, if you feel inspired, share the show with another serious podcaster. Send them to podcastpontifications.com. And thanks again. Thought number one is this. Engagement doesn't only mean instant live feedback during the creation process. Yesterday, you heard from Pat about how Pod Inbox aims to increase listener engagement using publicly available messages, much in the same way that reviews of your podcast are publicly available. Now, I think that's a really smart move because it's still inconceivably hard. Two decades later, in a world where almost all listening to podcasts takes place on mobile phones, it's still too hard to leave feedback or give kudos or anything other than just lean back and listen to your favorite podcaster. Now, thought number two is a bit more controversial, and it's this. Listening or reading or watching, sure, that is engagement. Searching through the podcast apps, finding a podcast or a podcast episode to listen to, subscribing to that show or following that show. All of these are forms of engagement that our listeners are doing right now. It's the kind of engagement, honestly, that podcasts are best set up for. Look, podcasters, we don't want notes in the middle of our recording or our editing process. That's not helpful right then. And it's also not the kind of engagement most listeners prefer, prefer either. I mean, no, I'm sorry, but the majority of your audience will not get any benefit from engaging more deeply than they already are. Look, podcasting is not live streaming, just like it's not live radio or live theater or other places where live engagement happens. It's not live, except for the handful of times it is live, obviously, but most of the time it's not live. So we shouldn't want that live feedback. So yes, it is very natural for us to want more engagement from our audience. But we serious podcasters need to first make sure we're giving our audience good reasons to engage with our content in the first place. 
with that, I shall be back tomorrow with yet another podcast pontifications. Cheers. Podcast Pontifications is written and narrated by Evo Terra. He's on a mission to make podcasting better. Links to everything mentioned in today's episode are in the notes section of your podcast listening app. A written-to-be-read article based on today's episode is available at podcastpontifications.com, where you'll also find a video version and a corrected transcript, both created by Alley Press. Podcast Pontifications is a production of Simpler Media. Find out more at simpler.media. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic health care need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, Access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donationsforabortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word. <laughs>